Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Welcome. I'm Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. Have a very, very special guest with me today, Susan Rhodes. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm great, Irvin. Thank you for having me. Well, I got to make everyone laugh. I asked Susan to be on the show. It took her, get this, two weeks to agree to appear on the show. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving on her heart and getting her here to share her testimony and some of her wonderful insights around gifting and calling and purpose and walking that out uh, in your life from a practical application standpoint. Let me do a little housekeeping. Please like, share, and subscribe and subscribe to From Beer to the Bible. And that's uh, at frombeertothebible.com. If you want to support us, we ask that you do. Again, support us at frombeertothebible.com. Susan, let's get right into it. So share with us a bit of your testimony and how you and I came to know each other. All right, I'd love to. Well, a little bit of my testimony. Um, up, my upbringing was... Um, probably normal, went to church, school, and what, yeah. whatever. I had a very safe home, but yet it was void of uh, emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, we just didn't really do handle emotions. And moving forward, there was some infidelity. So I became the need meter yeah. for my mother and kind of that confidant, which I encourage no parent to do with your child. Yeah. And so that set me up not to acknowledge my own needs. And then I went right into a marriage um, for okay. 35 years where I was wow. the enabler and the need meter. And again, my needs didn't really matter for many of those years. It was an abusive marriage uh, okay. in many forms. And from that period, uh, I looked in the mirror one day and I saw this reflection of myself mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, uh, look at your daughter. This isn't how your children should look. Yeah. So that began an inner journey, healing and inner healing for 10 years for okay. me. And uh, the Lord really took me through creating boundaries and uh, I realized I didn't have any identity. And I had received Christ at the age of 12 and okay. had been raised in the church and I knew scripture. I loved the Lord. But I was deficient in those areas. Yeah. Uh, so I went through a 10 year journey of inner healing and I knew when it was complete. And from that point, um, joined another 10 years, I guess, in my marriage. I had four children, okay. was raising them at the time, and then I went through a very unexpected divorce. Okay. And so, um, Moving forward, uh, it wasn't the divorce that caused one of my youngest to go into um, addiction. Yeah. Uh, however, it was that was during that period, just seven years ago, that we entered into a world that we had yeah. never been exposed to ever. I yeah. uh, didn't have it in my family. My ex-husband, it wasn't in his family. Yeah. And we found ourselves, um, we're, we're there now, still yeah. dealing with it. 
Um, and so I've learned that shame is a, in codependency are huge components of addiction. And so, of course, I look at my children and understand that the home that they were raised in was yeah. very shame based, unfortunately. Okay. And so from that, um, I've been I've had to find my way. And that's how the course that we've shared about calling, gifting and purpose came about for me. Uh, it's really my life story. OK. And. So that's kind of where we are today. Okay. All right. Let's let's uh, dissect that just a little bit. Talk about what it's like for our parents out there to have a child who's suffering from addiction. One, two is how do you stay the course as the process works its way through by the power of the good Lord. Mm. A lot of tears and a lot of time on your knees. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um. But for us, we had a lot of family support, but it took many years yeah. uh, in the addiction for us to even understand what was going on and understanding what our part was. Yeah. So it wasn't an, uh, it was about six years in okay. and we realized we needed intervention. Things were really getting out of control. Yeah. And, and at that point, we began to look at rehab centers. And that's where you came in yeah. and have been such a uh, uh, of an integral part of where we are today. Mm -hmm. uh, how does a parent stay the course? Uh, it's it's hard. It really is hard. You don't know your place, especially with adult children. They're adults. Mm -hmm. So they are still in total control of every choice that they're making, yeah. whether you believe it or not. And as a parent, I know as a mother, I want to fix it. As a yeah. mother, I want to make choices for them as yeah. if they're little children and i've recognized that i truly can't yeah. and as i shared earlier there are three things that i have learned that i have no control over yeah. that i didn't cause their addiction Amen. i yeah. can't fix the addiction yeah. nor am i in control of when that individual is going to choose uh, health for, for the long term <laughs> and it's very difficult so the interim you feel like you're on a hamster wheel just spinning yeah. and spinning and spinning uh, this rehab or that rehab or how long are they going to be in rehab and then what will life look like when they come out of rehab yeah. and uh, so there are just a lot of dynamics yeah um, yeah I, I love the way you gave three kind of practical points and I, as you were talking I think one of the ways that you've stayed the course is you've discovered your own personal gifting, calling, mm -hmm. and purpose outside of even being a mother, right? Yes. So can you talk about what we have in front of us, I love, <laughs> and then talk about gifting, calling, and purpose, because one of the things I see a lot is we struggle, even what I call the good Christians and us who love the Lord for years. I was like, I don't know, Lord, what'd you make me to do? And how do I go about finding out what it is and then how do i walk that out yes. with christ well helping people find their calling gifting and purpose is my passion yes and like i said it's taken many years this course i wrote it about six years ago mm -hmm. uh, and it all just came together uh, but again it's uh, we just talk about salvation first god okay. calls us there's a primary and a secondary call so many times we interchange the words calling and vocation yeah but we'll talk about calling and the lord calls us to salvation it's a, an internal call mm -hmm. and so these two boxes are basically what salvation looks like okay. uh this is a 
considered the scarlet box. Yeah. And so um, in scripture, it talks about our sins being um, there as scarlet. Yeah. And then we have a box on salvation. And the Lord uh, in scripture tells us that though our sins be as scarlet, they yeah. will be made white as snow. Okay. And so inside this box, what we, it's not a fair trade for Christ right. at all. So what's inside this box, and these are just a few things that yeah. we bring to Christ. So I just made little uh, cards, but we bring our hurts and we bring our pain and we bring our sorrows because we have many Mm -hmm. and many regrets and uh, our just and the brokenness Brokenness of our lives. So key, so key. And we bring our sin, which really encompasses all of it. Yeah. Uh, And we bring our shame, Mm -hmm. and that looks it's it's that we are a shame based culture. Yes, we to are. be honest. More than ever. Yes, we bring our addictions, and those are we are an addicted gener- uh, culture, an addicted generation, mm-hmm. and we bring lies, we bring guilt, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are probably fifty, a hundred. We could just add to this box. Yeah, and That's so good. we bring that, and we bring that to Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christ, one of my favorite scriptures on salvation, mm-hmm. is where Christ says. Um, while we were sinners, or yeah. it's it, while we were, he doesn't say it, but while in scripture it says, while we were sinners, that Christ yeah. died for us. So yeah. we didn't have to clean ourselves up first. Yeah. We still have all of these things in our lives and mm-hmm. in our hearts. And the Lord says, come, I want to yeah. be in relationship with you. So we, we give this to him just by believing mm-hmm. that um, he died on the cross. He says that... Uh, we know the John three sixteen of yeah. God so loved the world that He gave yeah. uh, His only begotten Son. That whosoever you and me right yeah. would would believe in Him yeah. would have everlasting life and would right. not perish. So we have um, the ability to just believe. So mm-hmm. the Lord says, if you will believe mm-hmm. uh, in me, if you will, you know call on my name, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. And so what we get in, in exchange. So in this box of salvation, we have a whole another set of gifts, and we get grace. Yes, we need that. I needed a (laughs) lot of that. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) And we have forgiveness of sins. Yeah, we. Yes. Of which I know mine were many. Yeah. And acceptance. Yeah. Uh, Many of us walk in rejection, and so we had the gift of of acceptance and we're given the gift of purpose yes. and we'll talk a little bit more about that yes. for God co- created our purpose before we were ever placed in our mother's womb mm-hmm. and we have a new identity mm-hmm. and how good does that feel Man, thank you that to know that we're not so good right he says that we're new creatures mm-hmm. in Christ right we become a new creature the old has passed away mm-hmm. and the new becomes and we have friendship with God mm-hmm. and where our friendship had been Sin separates us from God. And then we are given the gift of love. Mm. Who needs love? Not as the world gives it, but God is love. Mm. And scripture tells us that that the fruit of the spirit is love. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we also get all of the fruits of Christ, love and joy and Mm -hmm. peace and uh, all of the fruits that are there. And we receive mercy. That is so these are just a handful of things that we have in our new identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to just share that as just That's, an object lesson. Listen, we need that. We need that. So thank you for that. I want to let's discuss here as right. coming 
coming as we are, because I remember when I was in sin and shame in my addiction, I kind of felt like I needed to clean myself up before I went back to the Lord. And I kind of felt like I need to clean myself up before I go to the church. Mm -hmm. Discuss that and how that's, you're deceived because you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was, I never really thought I needed love mm -hmm. until I perceived that perhaps because of all the stuff I was doing, that no one loved me for like a six month period. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's very, very interesting. Well, I was speaking with someone on salvation just the other day and a story that someone had told them mm -hmm. was talking about how we think we need to clean ourselves up before yeah. we can get to God or before we can go to church. And it's like, do you clean yourself up before you hop in the shower? No, you hop in the shower because the shower is going to rinse away all the dirt, right? Yeah, and the soap. Yeah. So we don't hop in the shower. Yeah. We don't clean ourselves up before we hop in the shower. We don't give ourselves a sponge bath, yeah, right? Or yeah. go take a bath and then right. hop in the shower. And so we're dirty. Uh, you know, we're marred with sin. And um, so that's why again we're we're sinners and while we were sinners christ died for us that's how much he desires relationship with us mm. he pursues us yeah. and how did he pursue us that god gave he gave his son yeah and he poured out because sin separates us from god and there's an anger that the right that the wrath of god was poured out on christ at yeah. calvary so he took the wrath of my sin your sin mm -hmm upon his body, upon that tree. And so that we could then become the righteousness. Mm -hmm. We could be righteous. Yeah. But when God looks at us, he doesn't see Susan's righteousness or Irvin's. He yeah. sees Christ's yeah. righteousness. And so I just, it's just one of my favorite scriptures is that while we were still in a state of sin. So if you were, you know, if, if someone is in a, a drug house, God is there pursuing and drawing and yeah. loving you where you are. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And if you are running a corporation today and you're still addicted to cocaine because it's, you can be in the gutter down here or you can be in corporate America, being a CEO of some major yeah. co corporation. Yep. Uh, sin has no, it doesn't have a, there's not a respecter of persons, right? Mm. And so it doesn't matter where you are, come as you are. Mm. The Lord is pursuing us for relationship because he loves us. Yeah. And he wants to be with us now, mm -hmm. but he wants us for all of eternity. That That is good. And so often I see people struggle with, they'll go to church, they read and they pray. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that we always grasp how important being in relationship mm -hmm. is with Christ. Yeah. And, and really just sometimes quieting ourselves yes. from the busyness and saying, here I am, Father, mm. what do you have for me? What's on your heart? Mm. What do you want to say? What can I do for you? Talk about that a little bit. All right. Relationships, everything. Mm -hmm. And I believe that many are not in relationship, but they're in performance. We're a very mm -hmm. performance-driven society, yeah. are we not? Yeah, yeah. And we love to perform, and we 
again, many times put God in a box. God, join me in this instead of um, saying, Lord, I want to join you in -hmm. relationship. What are you wanting to do? Where do you want us to go? I Mm -hmm. chuckled on the way over. I said, Lord, what do you think about me going with Irvin today, being on this podcast. And yeah. I just felt like he just said, I just love it for you. He said, we're going to go have so much fun. Oh, man. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And just from the standpoint um, that that this was orchestrated of him, this yeah. was something that he wanted, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so I was still enough to at least just ask and be mm-hmm. in fellowship. It's just a relationship. Yeah. But we have to remember relationships are marred. Uh, uh, fathers and children, we don't, know how to be in relationship yeah. with many of our fathers they're yeah. absent or they they aren't good representations yeah. and so you end up uh, not really we don't know how to be in relationship with mm. the father because typically the heavenly father we have the same connotation as our earthly father yeah. if your father was abusive then god's up there with a the baseball bat ready to club ready you to club. Uh, if your father was absent then god's absent if your father wasn't uh, in my case, my dad wasn't uh, real conversational. I couldn't yeah. just go to my dad and say, hey, okay. can we? I have a problem. Could we just sit down and talk about that? Okay. That was not going to happen. Okay. He, I don't think he would turn me away, but we just weren't raised that that's how we did things. So therefore, I've had to teach myself and mm-hmm. really learn how to say, the Lord does want to hear my heart. I can go climb up in his lap. I yeah. can go and have a conversation about whatever with him he's relational he's all about relationship i you talked about the fathers and i too was impacted on how i saw my earthly father i projected that on to my heavenly father and it really took me a long time to figure out how to be in relationship with him how to go to him and stop performing Mm -hmm. because i would keep score oh today the Lord loves me because, man, I, I got an A today. And then when I have those bad days, I was like, oh, he's so disappointed in mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of resting. And then the other thing that was revealed to me one day, I was praying. The Lord said this. He said, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, there were three relationships that were lost. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with our Heavenly Father, our relationship with each other in our relationship with his divine creation. Mm, And if you look around, we're still trying to Mm -hmm. repair those. They'll be repaired one day when Christ comes again. And that opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. And now I try to be more intentional about all of my relationships. Because if I really think about it, especially when I was in my act of alcoholism, I wasn't a good friend. And I wasn't good in any relationship. Mm -hmm. So... You and I both have passion around helping people walk in freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom of, of Christ. Yes. Talk about that and share with them, you know, practical application of what that looks like in your life. All right. Well, I love the fact that uh, in Christ, we're no longer slaves of sin. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you and I won't sin, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't shackle my feet. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't put shackles on me. And so the freedom that I have to to live in Christ today, um, it looks so many different ways. Uh, I don't, I wake up and and I can embrace my day. Um, I, the freedom to love, the freedom to be present 
in relationships, in conversations, um, the freedom to step into arenas that may be uncomfortable uh, mm -hmm. to be used uh, maybe in your job or at school. And you there's there's freedom. Uh, and what I mean by that freedom is that there's covering. Yeah. There's covering from Christ yeah. um, to me in these areas. I can do hard things because Christ is there. He's covering me. He's fighting for me. And if I'm in relationship with him, he's shepherding me. He's a shepherd. So I should be following. Okay. And I'm not walk, doing life on my own. Mm -hmm. And so he's there. He's that, that shepherd. And so my freedom in Christ is I'm no longer shackled by sin. Uh, yeah. Or you, you can uh, take authority over your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Right? Take your thoughts captive. Um, so, and that's, again, where many tapes play. The lies, Ugh. right? The narratives are very negative, and yeah. they're, uh, they're patterns of, ne of narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And we just build narratives in our heads all the time. Every day, um, you know, somebody didn't call me when I thought they should. So instead of just giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? It's, yeah. oh, my goodness, they don't want to be my friend anymore, yeah. or they, whatever. What the narrative, yes, yeah. right. And, uh, and things of that nature. So... There is just a freedom from captivity of, of thought or captivity to sin. Yeah. And, uh, and in Christ, we, uh, we can just ask him to help us with those things, mm -hmm. whatever they are, whatever they look like. Mm. The, the, the driver to when I really started drinking was I realized that when I would have a drink, all the racing of my mind and my imagination and my thoughts would slow down and I'm going, wow, this is the fix to all of that busyness in my mind racing. It was the fix till it wasn't the fix, mm -hmm. right? And now the fix is what you said, hey, a bad thought comes in, hey, that, that's not true because mm -hmm. the enemy is continually firing arrows and shots yes. in the battlefield of our mind. Right. And it is so important to learn how to take thoughts captive and I found that to, to be a discipline. It's not yes. something I say, hey, Lord, do this for me. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, look, I have to partner with him. And um, talk about the importance of what you put in, meaning reading, writing, what you watch, yes, um, and how that affects your mind. Well, it impacts it tremendously. Uh, we are what we watch, we say what we hear. Um, and uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, and uh, so uh, these minds are powerful computers. Our eyes are that, that camera that, and the brain is the processor. And yeah. so again, if uh, whatever the addictions are, um, they, if it's images, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It is, it's in there and the brain processes and the brain doesn't forget. And um, so it's just imperative that, we just continually, the Lord tells us that we are to have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so how do we get that mind? Well, we need to be in the word. Mm -hmm. And what does that? That's the plumb line. I always tell my kids, I'm here when you want counsel. I try not to give it if it's not asked for. Sometimes yeah. I mess up in that. But, um, <laughs> we all do. But I try to, uh, when I do, I told them, I said, when, I, when you do ask for counsel and I do give it, it will always be against the plumb line of the word of God. Yeah always and so you probably you, you may not like it mm -hmm. because it's countercultural, mm -hmm. you know and so uh so again um 
when you find that you're going through the same trials yeah. over and over and over again, uh, yeah. sometimes you you have to look at scripture. Why am, why is this pattern being repeated? Yeah. And you find that there's a, it's a sin pattern. Mm -hmm. And so once again, it's just uh, we, we need to be washed in the water of the word. It's, it, there's a washing and a cleansing that takes place, I believe, when we when we read. And yeah. um, so I remember also as my children grew up, I was very, uh, very careful what they watched yeah. uh, on media. And of course, it wasn't then what it is today. My yeah. children are all grown. But it was we, we were very careful with the programs yeah. that they watched. And, um, you know, and today it's even it's there. It's yeah. so difficult with yeah. uh, phones and computers. But I also know that there are a lot of safeguards that parents can yeah. uh, you know, take, uh, I guess, purchase and whatnot. I don't know a whole lot about that today since yeah. my kids are grown, but there are things that can be done to help help with that. I know, you know, two of your children, and I would say you are a very wise mom mm -hmm. because letting the Bible be the plumb line, letting the Bible be the guide, you know, that I always tell people I was raised by three ladies I didn't like it, but they would always say the word. And then their other thing was, hey, have you talked to God about that? No, I want to talk to you about it. Just tell me the answer to this. You need to pray about that, right? So I know there's two things. Uh, I know you pray a lot. And I know that you have a really good friend that you guys can hold each other yeah. accountable. So talk about the importance of prayer and um importance of having an accountability partner. Absolutely. Well, prayer is paramount. We're called to pray without ceasing. Yeah. Um, one of the beautiful things um, is, once again, is that we aren't fighting each other. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, something that the Lord has brought me comfort. I'll, I'll go a little bit off on a rabbit trail here, That's but good. the Lord brought comfort because I was feeling the weight of uh, just of the sin and, and just the weight of the situation that yeah. we were in. To uh, and I, my accountability partner, right? Mm -hmm. She says to me, you know, are you really carrying the weight of all that? And it, uh, the Lord just was so kind and gave me the scripture in Romans, um, eight, I think it's eight, uh, where mm -hmm. it says eight one, I think, where it says there is no condemnation yeah. to those who are in Christ Jesus, because right. I was under such condemnation mm. because the fiery, the darts of the enemy, they're not just darts, they're fiery they're darts. Fiery They've got darts. fire on the tips, yeah. right? And then he was so kind later on to, again, let me remember that that our enemy is not the person, that That's the right. enemy is their spiritual dynamics, right, yep. that are that are going on. And so he took me again to Ephesians chapter 6, mm -hmm. and where it's just uh, scriptures on warfare, and that, again, be strong in the Lord mm. and be strong in the power of his might, his mm. supernatural ability. Yep. And so that's really uh, where I have camped and okay. just putting on the whole armor of God. Yeah. And uh, I have just felt so much more calm. I haven't felt like I'm fighting this battle on my own, yeah. but I can put my strength in the Lord mm -hmm. I can, because I don't have that strength. So be strong in him. Mm -hmm. Be strong in what he says. Be strong in the fact that he is supernatural. He right. is mighty, that yeah. he has plans and purposes for my daughter, your daughter or son, mm -hmm. that you know not of. And this yeah. he is writing his testimony upon the heart of your child. Yeah. And he's writing the test his testimony upon the heart of my child as well. Yeah. And so the beauty of that having an accountability partner is I do have someone to share 
the deepest, darkest yeah. uh, uh, pain and anguish yeah. and the unknowns. We were on the phone even last evening around yeah. you know nine or 10 o'clock, praying for one another, listening. And uh, once again, uh, my accountability partner hasn't walked this road either, yeah. but again, how can I come along and support you? Yeah. And it means the world. Yeah. And then I've also, again, been, I've tried to make sure that whatever rehab centers that we have been a part of here recently, yeah. that I'm engaged actively yeah. in the, the programs that they offer yes. because I want to grow. I have mm -hmm. become so highly, uh, so much more, and not highly, so much more educated than I was a year ago or yeah. even six months ago yeah. to where my account accountability partner said, you know, Susan, six months, who you are today and the growth you've had and the stand you're taking, the boundaries you've set, it is so different than even six months ago when this, this round started. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm grateful for that. It, I have seen, I see two things primarily when we work with uh, young adults and people. I see spouses and uh, parents who do what you did. Let me learn about this. Let me understand that this is a disease. Nothing yes. we did. This is a disease. Yes. Now let me learn about it. Let me learn about the resources and let me learn to set boundaries. Um, so talk about how important that has been for, for you and your daughter that you are actively engaged in her recovery. Yes. Be happy to. One of the best things that happened was at the beginning of rehab i was went they uh, the rehab center provided multiple youtube videos yeah. uh, that we were able to watch and one of those was on uh, the effects of addiction on the brain mm. and what was so helpful for me is that i had understanding of what she was truly living through yeah. and the beauty of that is it not only helped me understand her but it has given me an just a, an unbelievable compassion. Yeah. Now I understand why we people are in drug houses. Yeah. Now I understand um, the, the effects. And so I have so much more compassion where before I don't mm -hmm. think I, I never even thought about it, yeah. just to be honest. That's a, that, thank you, Lord. That is a major point. I never had compassion on any, I used to say, well, how, is, how could someone get addicted to, to alcohol? I used to sell it, do all all the stuff, right? And I'm going, why would you lose everything behind a drug until it happened to me? And then you get the compassion. And if you you just brought to mind a scripture where it says Christ looked upon them and he had compassion yes. on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Right. We need a shepherd. Tell, we recently are reading in the news headlines and we're seeing the impact of fentanyl and we're seeing increased uh, drug and alcohol addiction. We're seeing it creep younger and younger. So we get a lot of questions from parents on, you know, how do I handle this? What do I do? And then they have this element of, I'm gonna call it shame and sin. They're uh, worried about what people are gonna think yes. at their church. And, at their job. So you've had to deal with all that. So share some insights around that. Um, so ask, uh, specifically kind of ask me the question. I'm not grasping 100% okay. what you're so asking me. So the, just when you find out you have a child 
who's suffering from yes. addiction, there is an element as your friends and your family and people find out yes. that promotes the sin, the okay. shame. And some people try to hide it. Then yes. others come right out and say, this is what we're dealing with. Yes. All right. So I want to know just, I guess, practical, practically, how did you walk that out? How okay. did you handle it? Yes. Well, that's a great question. And yes, there are two sides of that fence for sure. Uh, it is not my story to tell. Only mm -hmm. my portion is my story, right? Yeah. How it affects me. That was made very clear in the beginning. And again, I have adult children. So yeah. for those who have younger children, I can't speak for that. However, um, her story was hers to tell. Yeah. And she was very clear that she would be the one to tell yeah. that story, yeah. right? Amen. And, and rightfully so. But um, over time for us, uh, because again, it, it requires a, a lot of money to be able to go to rehab. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we did a family plea. We went so to do that, we had to basically write out, hey, this is something our family's going through. Yeah. We don't like it. Yeah. I don't know that we, ha I have felt shamed by, uh, I've just been devastated. My heart is broken. I'm seeing mm -hmm. my child suffer. Yeah. I am seeing them, um, yes, I'm just seeing their their life, uh, just the, their youth be stolen. Yeah. And, and of course, the early parts, again, I didn't have understanding. So. Yeah. But uh, I think I think it was very freeing to be honest, okay. to be able to write a letter and uh, yeah. to post to to text it out to our family members, with the con and the condition that I put in that letter, uh, yeah. which one of my daughters we did it together was, but there is no um, there. We didn't. There could be no judgment whether someone gave or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we're not in charge of that. We're just in charge of putting it out there. Yeah. And it's up to the Lord to move as he uh -huh. desires upon whomever. Yeah. And so with that being said, uh, it was really sweet because we had the family come back. I had no idea you were walking through that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you cut, you asked for prayers at the same time. Yeah, so, that's the key. Um, so the Lord was gracious to help us raise the funds that we needed. And he also, uh, you know, we've had more in reach. How yeah. are y'all doing? Uh, you know, phone calls and, and more yeah. prayer. Yeah. And so I have nothing to hide, but yes, I'm sure there is a stigma. There is, um, but again, it, it just, it is what it is. It, it is and what so. it is. I, I remember my dad, He he's pretty private and there was an issue with my mom and he, he told everybody. And I'm like, that's very unlike you. He said, Hey man, I want all the prayers. I don't know which one mm -hmm. God's going to hear and answer, or why not? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I felt when I got out of treatment. I'm like, yeah, I could keep it a secret. And then I said, but how's God going to get any glory out mm -hmm. of what he's done yes. in and through me? So as you can see, I tell everybody. Yes. Um, well, as I went through mm -hmm. inner healing and mm -hmm. on the other side, I could stand on the mountaintop today yeah. and I can tell anyone and everyone who will listen because I'm free. Yeah, because you're free. Right. Yeah. It doesn't hold me captive any longer. Yes. I've, I, it's been replaced with truth and healing. Yeah. And so I can stand on that mountaintop and, and I can confess every sin I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, it's not that I want to by yeah. any means, but I don't have a problem doing it if I had to because uh -huh. we're free. Right. Look, uh, I had a question that came to mind as you were speaking just now. The shifting of one's purpose. How does that happen? How do you handle it? And how can you tell? 
How can you tell? Yeah. Well, again, I believe that there are, we all have a purpose. Yeah. Uh, our purposes are in Christ. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm going to speak through as one who's a believer. Yeah. Um, but again, as we develop relationship, there are, we just have passions. Uh, mm -hmm. I could probably ask you, do you remember being in uh, elementary school or middle school? What did oh, you yeah. want to do? What were your passions? You were right. going to grow up and be what? I, it, it's so interesting. I'm doing that now, right? Okay. And one day the Lord said to me, before the world got a hold of you, go back to what your desires were. And I always wanted to be like in radio, TV. And he's like, I'm giving you that back. But I made decisions along the way. He also said this, you've made a lot of decisions based solely on money, mm -hmm. not what your purpose and your calling mm -hmm. was. And it was hard to hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he, when I recounted my life, I realized like I was always making decisions based off perceived need. Mm. not recognizing him as the source, yes, right? Yes. So he's been gracious and kind to give me the opportunity to to have the ministry and to do the show. Yeah. Which is again honoring what he had put in you yeah. as a as a young young man. Yeah. And so so I don't think a lot of that changes within us. Mm -hmm. Um and I think just more of it comes out. Our purpose, uh, like I said, my purpose has always been if I can help you get where you need to go, I feel very successful. Mm -hmm. um, helping to be that wind beneath your wings, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's why I'm so passionate about mm -hmm. uh, what I hope that we you know get to do, how what the Lord will allow, uh, what doors He'll open, yeah. just with calling, gifting, and purpose. Yeah. Because it's it's the biggest question people ask: What am I here for? What is my purpose? Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, that's why I love assessments. And we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Assessments just help us. Uh, to me, they're just the, the God's wiring. He just yeah. helps me understand a little bit more how I'm wired. And yeah. there's just some fun ones out there that aren't so serious. There's some pretty yeah. serious ones out yeah. there. But it helps me to understand a little more who I am. And yeah. I just feel like we're gold mines. Yeah. I feel like there is so much gold within us, yeah. but it's the word it's tainted. It yeah. was tainted. We we got laughed at as a child, or we, yeah. you know, the, the world was hard yeah. and we didn't know how to process through that. So we come out hurt and we come out deaf. I'm not walking in my calling, right? Because mm -hmm. it just seems so long ago and I could never become that, yeah. right? The tapes are playing. Yeah. And so what I love is that we are gold mines and uh, I, I, I want to be a tool to help excavate. Let's see what gold you have yeah. in there, right? Let's see what we can do to excavate it. Yeah. And what can you do with it, right? I love, I love that because I took a spiritual gifting assessment. Yes, I did. And when it came out, going in, I said, these are going to be my top three. They were not. It came out something. It was frightening. I'm like, uh, that's not me. <laughs> then I really sat down and I read it and I said, oh man, that is so me. But I became kind of who the world told me. You know, you get in a work yes. environment and they say, hey, here's your strengths. And you yes. go, oh yeah. Oh, and here's your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And you agree to that. And we believe mm -hmm. that. And many times I took that spiritual gifting test um, maybe a year ago. That's the first time I'd ever taken a spiritual gifting wow. test. Wow. I guess maybe I had not cared enough. Yeah. Um, 
perhaps I was afraid of what it might say. <laughs> absolutely, so, absolutely. So talk to our audience about the importance of just taking a few moments out to just take those assessments. To take those. Well, there definitely is the spiritual giftings. There are uh, uh, multiple spiritual uh, gifts that, that the Lord does give us in Scripture. Yeah. And so I think that's very important. It helps you if you are in a church and you want to yeah. serve in the church. They're yeah. wonderful at helping you find that place, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, it, assessments aren't our identity. No. They're just uh, tools to help. They, they helped me understand more of who I was yeah. and more of, um, I had one recently at work. Uh, it's called, it was called Standout. It's a, a platform mm -hmm. that we're using. And I thought, well, so there was a little assessment and they, I came back and my number one um, standout quality was I'm an influencer. Ah, I well, the Lord and I had a little bit of a, a, a conversation, a very stern conversation on my end, like, yeah. Lord, how can I be an influencer? And this is where I like my. This is where my world revolves right now. Where's the level of influence? Yeah, you know, significant. It so it was really eye opening, and it was revelatory, and it has yeah. changed yeah. the way I see myself, and it also has impacted the way I'm moving forward. Yeah. Uh, knowing that, I, okay, if I have influence, and then my accountability partner said, "Oh my gosh, yes, you have influence." Yes. Every time we talk the way that you come at things you're influencing mm -hmm. and so uh so i take that seriously i don't want to take that for granted yeah uh some other things that i uh, for my own self i was trying to think something else um recently um well like it's not coming to me okay. right now but it's they're just wonderful and so uh there's one called myers briggs i don't yeah. think it costs anything it's personality in school, where I've taught some uh, at the university, we uh, will do that test for all incoming freshmen. Mm -hmm. And I'll have students who think that they're introverts, yeah. right? And so they, and there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. It just says that people wear you out a little more quickly than if you're an extrovert. Yeah. You're a people person and yeah. they don't wear you out as easily. And you don't need to be alone as often to recharge. Yeah. And But I would have students take that and come to me and say, you know, oh, Miss Rhodes, my goodness, I took that. And when I, uh, I thought I was an introvert, but it says I'm an extrovert. And yeah. you would see these students literally change. I love that. To become uh, because something uh, helped them see something different than what they had initially believed. Okay. So I just think they're great tools. Again, your identity is not an assessment by any means, mm -hmm. but it sure can help you discover more of how God wired you and uh, and what you have inside and who you are. I know for me, it has helped me immensely mm -hmm. uh, to figure out me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to worry. We've got a few minutes left, so I'm going to say a few things. God is well pleased with you. Oh, thank you. As a daughter and as a mother. Thank You've you. You've done a great job and you continue to do so. So persevere. Uh, I love this word, long suffering. Yes. God was so long suffering <laughs> with me because I was yes. a fool for so long. But then um, I came to myself yes. one day and it happens. I can't say when, but we come to ourselves yes. and then we allow him to make us as white as snow. Yes. Um, I know you have a scripture. We didn't get to it if you still want to read it. And then I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Share any parting thoughts, words, encouragement that the Lord has laid on your heart to the audience. And then I'll take us out. 
All right. Well, I think we've shared quite a few of the scriptures. Okay. Um, so we just kind of covered those. Okay. But I guess if I could just encourage, I think long suffering is the perfect word. I know in my inner healing that took 10 years, I've mm -hmm. continued to say, Lord, thank you for your long suffering. Mm -hmm. And I look at what my children, the healings that they've had to go through, my heart is, Lord, let it be a shorter time. Let it not be 10 years for them because I've paved the way. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, you've already paid the price. And then I've already dug up from six feet under. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so long suffering. So just hang in there. Don't quit. Press into the Lord. He is faithful when we're not faithful and rely on his strength when yours is weary. Uh, the days are long and hard and they're sleepless nights. Uh, but I promise he is faithful and he will lead us to yeah. uh, to scriptures. He has done that for me. And just the recent one about be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, it has carried me and I, it is an anchor for me right now to, uh, to just sets me, it resets me, my, my mind, yeah. it resets my heart and I can sleep. Yeah. And I've realized that my daughter is not me and I'm not her. And uh, so I've had to sever the umbilical cord. Yeah. So I would encourage you to do the same, that you're not responsible for your uh, child's choices. They are in full charge of the choices that they're making. And of course, if they're adult children, sever the umbilical cord and trust God that he loves them more than you do. Mm, I love that. And as we close, thank you guys for watching. Susan, thank you so much for yes, being thank here. You. you are a natural. You did a great job. <laughs> and you. to our viewers and audience, please support us at FromBeerToTheBible.com. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com. And remember, whether it's a spouse, husband, wife, child, whatever, whoever, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon yes. formed against you shall prosper. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.